This show is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, the podcast where we discuss topics we believe requires critical and nuanced thinking. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at saythiscast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at saythiscast and go to saythiscast.com if you want to hear previous episodes. Hi, party podcast people. Welcome. This is like take four of the podcast because today is a um day. I'm Nicole, and I'm joined here today by my co-host. I'm Genre. I thought usually you say my name, so I'm like just waiting for the cue. I mix it up so you'll be confused. Um, today, <sighs> you don't really have to mix it up for me to be confused. It's yeah. very easy to do. Yeah. Uh. Um, today, I'm reporting to you from my pitch black room because I have a migraine and I'm tired and the dog is scratching at my door, but I will not let her in because she's stinky. Today, we're talking about liberal identity of politics, which we have another episode on. But for some reason, all of the liberals have lost their minds. So we have to go and address that again. So first of all, this is a long episode, um, because to be perfectly honest, um, this week that we're recording this, it's the six currently, has been long, and the rant has been brewing inside of me. So, you know, get yourself a, a cozy drink and trigger warning potentially for this episode. We're going to be discussing like racism and transphobia and stuff. And I mean, like, it's going to be fairly light, but I mean, you know, stay safe, folks. Um, Strap in. Strapping. We're going to take you on a journey. Yeah. So right now we're high. <laughs> I wrote this outline a, like a day ago or two and it's outdated. Wow. And that's how riled up the libs are. So we're writing high off of several frustrating examples of uh, how likely well-minded liberals are doing things they believe help uh, marginalized people or minorities, whatever your term is. I'm just going to say minorities for the rest of the episode, so I don't have to choose, and it's one less word than marginalized people, that actually do not help them and at times hurt the communities in question. Right now, we're writing pretty high off of the news of several kind of frustrating examples of the way that identity and the decisions of private corporations are kind of twisted around in the media to suit conservative political agendas. And it kind of brought up to me the fact that a lot of people who are conservatives in the United States right now do not give a shit about any of the things that you or I might say um, a political constituent might care about. What I mean is the thing that gets a conservative voter really rough and rowdy and ready to get to the polls is not so much the amount of food on their table or whether they're employed, but rather, you know, if you can buy each potato head separately and <laughs> gendered in a binary way there needs to be a boy's aisle and a girl's aisle in the department store 
And never shall the two meet. <laughs> Even though that's a very recent, incredibly recent de- development. And in, also... In, <laughs> in retail. No, n- n- no gender-neutral toys. Uh, None. Parcheesi for boys. Life for girls. <laughs> Monopoly for boys. <laughs> Chess, boys too. Board games, boys. <laughs> wait, wait ch- not che- checkers, checkers boys? Checkers, nobody. <laughs> Literally nobody. Well, checkers, Cubans? <laughs> Cubans? I think that Cubans play a lot of checkers. Or maybe that's dominoes? I don't know. I think it, no, it's, I mean, I thought, I thought Domino's was a black thing. Uh, oh, it's a, it's a minority thing. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> Domino's, oh, not yep. for white people. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> uh, Cubans, checkers, I think. I don't know. Cubans love their games. <laughs> uh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, anyways. We're going to talk about three things today, and the uh, reception and perception from liberals and conservatives and leftists. We're going to be talking about the um, potato head debacle, the Womexin Twitch debacle, and the uh, six inconsequential Dr. Seuss books being retired from the shelves by a private corporation making a personal choice about what they're going to sell to children. And this is the year of our Lord, 2021. Yeah. I find everything about these discussions to be like really frustrating and tiring because I think that there are several dimensions of conversation that you could have here. And also, I'm going to add to this list because I just want to, Lola Bunny, because uh, apparently in the next Space Jam, Space Jam 2, a movie that exists, Lola Bunny will be redesigned to be strong um, rather than hot with big bazongas. Personally, I think that that is a strange dichotomy to draw, but we will get to that way at the end of the episode. So look out for that. <laughs> uh, anyways, we're going to talk about uh, Potato Head first. And I think this will be cool because actually... I realized while recording the first take of this podcast that there's a lot of um, potato head related misinformation circulating. So we're going to do some old fashioned debunking of fun potato head misinfo. (laughs) Oh, what a world we live in. One of the prevailing and yet no less idiotic narratives that exists for queer people, but especially trans people, and even more granular than that, particularly NBs, is the narrative that the queers want to convert people to their side, particularly children. Um, If this doesn't make any sense, think back to all of the propaganda that existed and still exists about how people believed that gay folks want to make the children gay by exposing them to, I don't know, like Mr. Ratburn getting married to his husband on Arthur or some such other vapid nonsense. Now, I think better of you, my podcast audience, but in case somebody stumbles in out of, you know, the wider internet and does not know, this is not possible. That's not how being queer works. <laughs> it, it just doesn't. Um, it's not actually possible to convert people to being queer. That's, 
I don't know how to explain that other than think back to the first time you ever thought a person, whoever you're attracted to, was attractive and just think about the age that you were. Because I have been attracted to women. We'll mix in, yeah. Uh, since, <laughs> since I was like four, the first time I, I can remember thinking that a girl was cute was a girl whose name I will not say because I'm not convinced that she wouldn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, and I had a little crush as a little four-year-old. And I continued consistently through my childhood into teenagerhood having crushes on girls and also simultaneously almost never having crushes on boys even when they were closer friends with me than not and they were like showering me with praise so like that's a whole thing i just this is this is of course anecdotal but i think that you'll find no matter who you talk to that people will have found have found whoever they're attracted to attractive for a long time and that typically that doesn't change so, yeah, just a thought exercise for you. If somehow this has missed you, cannot be converted to the queer. Also, and probably more importantly, nobody wants that shit. Absolutely nobody. Nobody would like to queer your children. Um, <laughs> so, verb that shit. We don't want to queer your children. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> So just like mechanically explain what happened in this Hasbro rebranding situation. Hasbro said, you know, Hasbro is officially renaming the Mr. Potato Head brand to Potato Head to better reflect the full line of gendered potato heads. But rest assured, the iconic Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head characters are not going anywhere and will remain Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Launching this fall, the Create Your Own Potato Head Family, a celebration of the many faces of families allowing kids to imagine and create their own potato head family with two large potato bodies, one small potato body, and 42 accessories. The possibilities to create your own family are endless with mixing and matching and mashing all of the parts and pieces read directly from their press statement about the rebranding. Published February 25th, 2021. So you will note that um, you're going to get two potato heads in that set. And you're going to get a lot of accessories. They're going to be mustaches, the, the lipstick, the, the, all the shit that you would expect from like, you know, traditionally feminine or traditionally masculine, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. All, the, all that stuff is there, as well as the baby yeah. potato head. It's Little All the baby. shit is there. All, all of it is in there. Three potato bodies. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I am dying. Um, but you're going to get all that stuff. And um, you're going to be able to create it. No one's getting replaced here. They're just renaming it so they can bundle different types of things together. And also so they can sell you three indistinct potato bodies together. Yeah. Can I just say... This is a business decision, of course. More than they, they, they're taking the chance. They're taking the 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 culture thing with mostly being okay with just non gendered things and being like, oh, we can just bundle this stuff together, and we don't have to fucking gender them or anything. This is gonna be so easy. 
That's all it is. <laughs> and also, this makes sense. A lot right now, minimalist branding is super popular. So it makes yeah. sense rather than to have Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head and Baby Potato Head. If I don't think that that exists. And to just say like Potato Head. Like you can get your Mrs. Potato Head brand Potato Head. You can get your Mr. Potato Head Potato Head. You get your baby brand Potato. <laughs> you get you get the point, right? It's just it's yeah. just branding. It's branding one one. It's marketing. Um, however, the narrative that immediately cropped up from this. And let me tell you, I don't think that anybody, including myself, I have to say, because I had a completely different perception of the reasons and motivations behind this change, nobody read the damn press statement because Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head are still going to exist after this. They will probably still have identical branding. It'll just be two characters under a similar brand like barbie and ken it's the barbie brand but you can still buy your barbie and your ken the the two toys in the same brand there's there's <laughs> you got your gunpla you can buy your imperial whatever the fuck and you can buy your i Republic, whatever the fuck. I, I don't know anything about gunplay. I don't Where know why I brought going? it up. Where are you going? Where are you going with this? I, I just say there are a lot of toys under the same brand, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with like de gendering the damn brand. That That's. Yeah. That's. They're they, just. They're it's just not even gendering. all of their stuff in a box. That's it's, all they're yeah, doing. Yeah, they're it's just not, throwing all their stuff in a box. And, and it's something that someone else can buy. It's just, you can buy Mrs., you can buy Mr., or you can buy the box set. So everybody's going to fucking flip their shit about a box set. Yeah, the, the, the gender thing is a complete fabrication of the conserv- of conservative media pundits. It has nothing to do with anything. And yet, I want you all to understand that even though nobody has thought about Mr. Potato Head since um, Toy Story 4 came out, that there will be a lot of Republicans going to the voting booths in 2022, and they will be genuinely, deeply fucking upset about this. There will be posters on the internet, memes that say, remember what they took from you, and there will be a bold, proud picture of Mr. Fucking Potato Head, even though he's still on the shelves. <laughs> I shit y'all not. And this is really <laughs> aggravating because it's a complete and total fabrication. And, you know, I had a complete thing screed about how, like, liberals were doing this and it's just pandering and shit, but this, like, very blatantly isn't. And I think that we need to be really careful as leftists when we're looking at these decisions to not just take and run with whatever conservatives say, because they don't accurately talk about anything. They lie all the time. Uh, so that's the takeaway. Don't believe conservatives go to the source of the information. There's this really nice 43 second video titled create your potato head family that explains the content of the goddamn sets, uh, you will see that Mr. Potato Head and Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head are all in caps because they are all branded terms that will not cease to exist. I mean, it, it's it's fine. It's it's completely fucking fine. Okay, that that's all I want to say. It's fine. 
It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, so on to Wemexen. Woman. So is this like, is this like women from 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 Mexico? Like, like really dumb way to say that. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Is that like a horrible way to say women from Mexico? Is that Yikes. why you're mad about it? Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> so on to the Womexin bullshit. So on Twitch a few days ago, um, probably the 1st of March if I had to guess, um, Twitch tweeted out a incredibly cursed tweet, and here's what it said. March is Womexin History Month. Join us in celebrating and supporting all of the Womexin creating their own worlds, building Jesus their communities, Christ. and leading the way on Twitch. This is W-O-M-X-N? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm okay. gonna explain a couple of things about this tweet. So, number one, woman is not a gender-neutral term. It is a specific term which refers to women. All women, by definition. It does not include NBs. It does not include men. It is inherently exclusionary. And, you know, it probably should be. So, why, why the X, I guess, is the next question. There are a lot of instances of people trying to try out new terminology to see if it better includes or signals support of certain communities. So a while ago, I believe, and this is hard for me to find that much about, Womexin was being tried out by Black womanists to see if we could use a term for women that more visibly included women of color in it. So we have to discuss the obvious question here. Why the X? Well, currently, that X is included typically by transphobes in the discussion of women to signal that some sort of adjustment must be made for trans women to be included in the conversation or, more accurately, to include people who do not identify and are not women. So think they're lost lesbian sisters, non-binary people, trans men, people who are not women. It is explicitly transphobic. It is like women with the Y. Yeah. Not not a good term. Not a good not a good term. Women. Women. That was yeah, that was just we we don't need to have men in this word women so yeah was it second wave feminism i guess i i mean it's not yeah. feminism uh anyways <laughs> anyway sometimes people like to try out new adjustments to words to see if it can better indicate or support for people who are sometimes left out of discussions of these groups of people. For instance, think about whenever people use the word folks with the X at the end of it. That is done with the intention to be overtly and visibly inclusionary. That is the reasoning that uh, people use for it. Now, I'm going to come out and mention that I think that this is obscenely fucking stupid. Folks is gender neutral. 
you can just spell it normally. But it's not out of the realm of possibility that in the tradition of folks and other words with the X at the end, that somebody thought that this Wemexin was in that same tradition and that they were spelling women in the most inclusive way possible. Boy, oh boy, what a fucking sentence. <laughs> uh, someone someone passed that off to an intern to, to, to research, and they spent like two hours on it, spent the rest of the day playing Rocket League or something. I, but here's the problem. It takes about 30 seconds, well, actually less if you have good internet, to figure out that Wemexin is not a good term. Like, before the whole Twitch blow up, you could Google it, and the term would come up, and it would be glossed as a transphobic dog whistle by the first five results on Google. So you just kind of know that nobody at Twitch took the proper time to do the legwork of a single Google of the term Wemexin. Um, so the problem here is not that Twitch is uh, transphobic, though they probably are. It's that they're vapidly practicing progressive pandering so they can appear trans-inclusive while being very visibly out of their fucking depth. That's the problem with this type of vapid, virtue-signally support of uh, marginalized communities. You use terms that you think are right, but you fuck it up so bad that everybody knows that you didn't even do the basic work of a Google search. And it sucks. This is one of the most pernicious aspects of liberal identity politics and their version of political action. A lot of the time, it's really well-meaning and just no information people doing things with incomplete information that often hurts people with their carelessness or misses the marks entirely due to incompetency. And the problem is that I'm telling you right now that there wasn't a single trans person or woman of color who felt validated by the Wemexin tweet. It was just a source of angst for them. But at the same time, there are now conservatives saying that this was done to pander to progressives and that we wanted this and that they're changing these terms that shouldn't include men and all of this different such nonsense, even though I know and you know and everybody with a brain knows that everybody hates the fucking term Wemexin except for goddamn terse. And do they really count as people, though? <laughs> do they, though? Nine out, of ten, nine out of ten <laughs> scientists agree that they are people, but not good ones. <laughs> so, what's, wait, what's with that tenth one? I don't know. Anyways, uh, suggest weird. Uh, we have to do plausible re deniability for TOS if we're putting this on YouTube. Got it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so that's what's up. That's what's up with the tenth doctor. Got it. Um, so, what is the remedy to this problem? I was thinking about this the other day. Part of me wants to say that uh, if well-meaning people want to do something or like do a corporate activism, that they should probably talk to some people in the community. But the problem is that there are usually a ton of people 
liberal-leaning, 40-year-old pantsuit-wearing white feminists who act as surrogates for these movements and give uh, really shitty uh, advice or these people will seek out people who disagree because, to be perfectly honest, there is no consensus on a lot of these issues. Some people would say, yeah, right, folks, with the X, that's a good thing. And a lot of people would say, no, that's stupid. And it just kind of stokes the flames of like irrational conservative hatred of vapid political virtue signaling that doesn't actually help anybody and is sometimes harmful. And I would tend to agree with that second one. But the fact of the matter is that if you ask 10 people from the trans community or from the community of women of color, not about Womexin because everybody hates that shit, but about any other like kind of neo-term, <laughs> I'm sure that uh, you could find probably significant percentage of people who'd say that it was right or that it's not right and that you could never reach a consensus. So it really does mean that people who want to do this type of thing should do some damn research, but that's a pretty heavy lift. So I'm not really sure what to say other than, I mean, just use basic language. Don't get spicy. Use women. Use folks with the S. Don't, don't like bat for the goddamn, like, don't try to do the home run. You could do a bunt. The bunt is fine. You know what I mean? Go yeah, for Yeah, you a, don't have to swing for the fences. Twi- twitch. No, nobody's, nobody's looking for anybody to swing for the fences. You just need to... Just not be dicks about things. Twitch That's can all. well, it's just like Twitch can do the bunt because nobody trusts them to swing for the fences. It's like your worst batter trying to trying to get you the home run. Yeah. It's fine. Just fucking whiff it. It's it's surprising that they made a tweet about that at all. I mean they like, I mean take the win, you know? I mean they would make a tweet about women history month, but I just surprised that they would try to do anything other than put the O there. But that's like when they say B-I-P-O-C, which is another term that I just am not that fucking sure about. <laughs> but that's another that's that's a, that's another conversation as well. We can talk about neo-terminology. That's another podcast episode. We'll we'll put that in the cache. I will burn bridges in that one. Yeah, I can already tell. <laughs> the, yeah. The last one that we're gonna talk about, Dr. Seuss. So this is the um, subject of the podcast that maybe like pisses me off the most. So Dr. Seuss Enterprises announced that six Dr. Seuss books would no longer be printed because of racially insensitive imagery used in those books. According to the Associated Press, Dr. Seuss Enterprises told them that the books portrayed people in hurtful and wrong ways and that ceasing sales of these books was part of their broad commitment to a plan to ensure that their catalog represents and supports all families and communities. Now, it is really important to note at the top of this discussion that the accusation of racism seems absolutely as true as it possibly could be and is corroborated not only by my vague memories of that I ran the zoo book and all those like pitch black barefooted African men standing in like the zoo in cages like they were animals, but also in a study from the St. Catharines University research on diversity in youth literature and other sources as well. That being said, I've read these books. Yeah, they're creepy. They're they're creepy. It's not okay. Yeah, (laughs) it's not okay. That being said, I wonder if removing these books from publication 
wholesale further racism is the correct response to realizing that the book itself, which has no doubt influenced a number of people, is in fact racist. So a few reasons for this. Number one, I'm pretty sure many copies of these books exist. They're in publication free. Long time. But I often uh, yeah. worry about when publishers sterilize their sordid histories with racism and other forms of bigotry. These things happened, and for the good of society, it's absolutely vital that we have access to this media and it's affordable because studying it teaches us about the past and about the tropes that persist in media into today. My daily cyberpunk note, Orientalism, a really prominent feature of Dr. Seuss's work and also a very eminent feature of the entire cyberpunk genre, and that includes Cyberpunk 2077. I think that being able to see Dr. Seuss's Orientalist uh, depictions in the 20th century actually give a lot of insight into these attitudes that were prevailing through the 40 years that led through, you know, uh, the Japanese internment to when the cyberpunk genre came into being in the 80s. It's an important part of that discussion. It would be very difficult to have that discussion without access to those images. And anything that reduces access to those texts, to me, is a bad thing. Ceasing publication does reduce access on its own. I mean, these books are uh, collected in 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 various libraries and uh they they are available like in uh in online form and and like lots of forms like if you i mean they're they're basically ceasing publication of them to like the general public for like children you know but they but for research purposes they are still available in a lot of places aren't they i mean obviously yeah but here's the thing um Mm -hmm. I I guess it's because I have spent time studying film um but I have a lot of I have a lot of anxieties about like the loss of information that mm. humans experience through things that are beyond our comprehension or our ability to foresee and when we stop producing something or when we shelve it that means that that information is probably going to be stewarded less, with less care than other things which we continue to show or have in the canon. And also, um, there is something important about being able to purchase from a from a um, from a academic standpoint. There is something important about being able to buy a a a book. Um, for a reasonable price, what I don't want to see is these things to become like some sort of like racist fucking um collectible, because mm. that's that's something that happens from time to time. And um, we the sales of these books it shot through the roof too. So. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, maybe I mean children definitely shouldn't have these. I agree. Um, but ceasing. Yeah. I mean, but maybe if a, we could like put it in an anthology or, or a research yeah. or research document, um, maybe put a slip with information about the book or pre a preface, fucking something. Um, mm -hmm. because 
pulling it from the shelves doesn't really undo the harm that it did. It just kind of takes it off the shelf. Obscuring the past is not the same as doing something about it. It doesn't stop Orientalism or anti-blackness. I mean, the 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 most it does is kind of make us feel better about those things. It's like, oh, look how far we've come. We've changed those things. And for a better example of how I think that these things should be handled, we can look at Warner Bros. and Disney. And I'm not really sure how this would work for a book. However, last year or the year before, I forget, Disney was facing a lot of issues because they were trying to decide whether or not they were going to show Peter Pan on Disney Plus, I believe. Because uh, mm, Peter Pan's yeah. really fucking racist. Um, yeah. Really, is. really, really sublimely fucking racist. Uh, I think you're talking. I think you're thinking about um, Gone with the Wind. Well, Warner Brother. I was saying Warner Brothers and Disney. Oh, okay, sorry. But uh, yeah, um, what Dis- uh, Warner Brothers was having an issue with Gone with the Wind yeah. as well. So both of them handled it in a similar way. Those two things are streaming, um, and there is a disclaimer at the front end of the film that says, "Hey, you there, watcher of this film? This film contains a lot of." racist imagery but we didn't believe that it would be the correct thing to do to just kind of take it out of our canon and to pretend like it didn't exist so we're going to play it we're going to play it in its original form but we want you to know that the things that are in this film were not right at the time and they are not right now however we want to be able to show this in its original form so that we can learn from it and move forward i think that that is an elegant solution to the problem you allow people. It's the perfect solution. Yeah, it's the perfect solution, and I wish very badly that there was some solution that we could have found with this Dr. Seuss uh, situation that would have been more in the ballpark of that. Because though conservatives are still mad about that, um, I think that it is the most reasonable thing to do. Just say, "Hey, yeah, it's kind of fucked up, but like, can't pretend like it doesn't exist." I think having it in a in an anthology would be would be the best way like or remove um, the copyright and make it open source so everybody can download it oh that's it i mean that's never gonna happen (laughs) i i know but like short of that but short of that the anthology something i don't just something like that so that's my that's my frustration is like when you pull things off the shelf that doesn't necessarily allow like the study that should happen of the of the text in question and it doesn't really undo anything it's just kind of like saying we're done with that now because i need to say this just because i don't agree with their action i think they should have taken a different action that still would have had the impact of not letting children uncritically read these texts does not Mm -hmm. mean that i think that this is cancel culture these books should not be freely given to uncritical readers they should be studied um and a private corporation making a decision about the things that they will sell versus the things that they will not is not cancel culture or else the retirement of Dunkaroos would be the single most egregious cancellation ever experienced <laughs> by the food industry. <laughs> you, have, you have a lot, lot of strong feelings about Dunkaroos, huh? Yeah, and French Toast Crunch, although French Toast Crunch is back, if I remember correctly, it's still back. Listen, canceling French Toast Crunch was a fucking travesty. Everybody involved was a cancel culture queen, and I hate them. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about there. French Toast <laughs> Crunch. just skate by that, but. <laughs> French Toast Crunch is a banger of a cereal. 
that was taken off the shelves was my favorite as a child. Isn't that the one of the bear? French Toast Crunch is like these little like toast thingies. Oh. Absolute yeah. fucking banger. I need to Why order did they these. cancel Wait. this? They it just wasn't I don't think it was selling well or something, but they retired it in yeah. the 90s and then it came back later. Like they reintroduced it because people were like, damn, I miss this cereal. Going back to the uh Dr. Seuss for a second, I think it's it's important to remember that he was not a great guy. He was he was like super racist just in general. And the fact that they that they're ceasing production of these few books and not like the entire thing means that they just want to get rid of like the racist these certain stuff. books, like the the overtly racist stuff. But he was like, if you look into Doc and trust me, because the Dr. Seuss Museum is 20 minutes away from me. Mm-hmm. Not a good dude. <laughs> he, was, he was not a great guy. He he just look up. Uh, and I'll try to find a picture of it. Um, the propaganda art that he did during World War II. Yeah. My God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that it's important to recognize that Dr. Seuss kind of sucked as a human being. And these books were a very uh, stark example of why he sucked. Um and it's not cancel culture for a private corporation to make decisions about that. Yeah. I think that the anti-censorship crowd is really ridiculous because by their definition literally anything is censorship like if i write something and i delete a sentence because i don't like it and i write something else that has a different meaning is that censorship i am censoring myself in a certain way because i didn't like that typo is that like i can't be an (laughs) anti-censorship um extremist unless i support every author publishing the first draft as it is because any interference from a editor is censorship you know what i mean like it just it where does it stop it's a slippery it's an unironic slippery slope oh my god i censor you all the time when i'm editing this show i know you do oh my you god censor I, I me all to... the time you're gonna cut out an entire take that's censorship bro you have to you first take. the entire hour of recording that we've made <laughs> yeah you have to you have to um to, you have to publish me um saying three words to my father about whatever the fuck because he called me yeah. in the middle of recording oh you have to god. do that i don't want to get else... canceled i don't want to get oh my god <laughs> oh my god like just oh, it, it's just, it, it's not fucking cancel culture censor like editing private institutions making decisions about like their lines of toys what they will sell their branding none of this shit is cancel culture and yet that will not stop a lot of conservatives again in 2022 getting to the polls because they said you canceled cat in the hat man even though i bought 52 (laughs) copies of cat in the hat in order to get back at the cucked libs for for canceling cat and the hat man so that's that's just that's 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 the balance that we're we're uh we're getting the hat man you know (laughs) so yeah and lilla bunny just because i do need to talk about something that i think is fun and funny so lilla bunny and um, Space Jam 2, which is a movie that exists. I might have already used that joke, but we're going to do it again because I just 
Because I might have censored you. Space Jam fucking 2 exists. And Space Jam was not a good movie. God, uh, they redesigned Lola Bunny to make her strong instead of sexy. Now, looking at the redesign, I cannot say that either one next to or the new Lola Bunny next to the old Lola Bunny, I cannot really say that either one is terribly sexualized, but also they did do some choice ass shots of Lola Bunny in the original <laughs> Space Jams. And um, let me tell you, uh, I think that Space Jam, for all of its uh, horrendousness, just horrible fucking movie, had treated Lola Bunny pretty damn well. She was oh my the God, you're uh, you're gonna get canceled now. She was the uh, best player on the damn team. She was good. Uh, you know there are some cringy elements, but also like generally speaking, she was a sexy character. But she like wasn't a fucking bimbo. She was the smartest person there. Um, she knew what she was doing. Part of the thing about sexualization is that sexualization just on its own terms, like a character having big bazongas and like the hourglass thing isn't bad just because, you know, because people come in all shapes and sizes um, and people are sexy and and not situationally and um, a sexy character is not necessarily one that is not also powerful or smart or otherwise capable like like the like the character from who who framed roger rabbit or hello nurse from animaniacs or the the minx like the like there are so many so many characters that were created to be sexualized but also to turn that on its head and and they're people yeah. they're just people some they're people just, are hot no, yeah. i'm sorry yeah they're just people and like they're yeah. being consistently gazed upon and like subjected to like weird sexualization and they're like lol yeah i'm kind of hot but also i don't care like I- i'm just trying to vibe people <laughs> the real bad shit when it comes to like sexualization when you sexualize a character who's like yeah save me ooh, ooh, and like can't do anything on their own without a savior you'll note that that doesn't include lola bunny lola bunny the best damn character in Space Jams. So, a little bit weird uh, that they're going to redesign her because people kind of don't understand why these redesigns have to happen, like, or should happen when there are bad characters that were created just to be, like, a whole lot of really vulgar phrases went through my head, but just to be sexualized by a bunch of horny teens, I guess, is the more correct and pg-13 way of saying what i was going to say which was come i mean oh jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) anyway if you look at if you look at the the redesign it's the like she's still got ass like for days so they they just they might not do the lurid ass shots which would be a shame i do like yeah it would she's i mean she Okay, team team boys are going to think things are hot. It, it it's just going to happen. <laughs> so, like desexualizing, quote unquote, meaning making her boobs smaller, that's not going to keep 
uh, preteen boys from like also, leering. Also, you big, know? also the idea that big boobs are um, automatically super sexual is yeah. super upsetting to people with big boobs. I like don't know if y'all know anybody with some big honkers, but like the fact that like everybody's just like big bazongas, big titties. Wow, you you must be big sexy, big booby. Like it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> it's super some of, my, some of my friends that that have that that have like larger tracts of land they 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 don't like it sometimes it's not it's not the best it's not the best thing all the time yeah it's, just peep like, it can be painful yeah like big yeah like big like big booba big booba not automatically sexual it's just people with big booba it's just <laughs> big booba everyone chill the fuck out is what i'm trying to say everyone chill the fuck jessica out jessica rabbit Jessica Rabbit. That's the from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Jackson, Jessica Rabbit. Okay. Also, okay. Um, it's very important. And this applies to everything that I've discussed today because, in essence, these are liberal attempts at being more inclusive, except for Mr. Potato Head, because that wasn't anything. Most of these are attempts of, like, you know, liberal, well minded people trying to make changes in, like, ways that are flawed or harmful or just misguided and um right now um the things that really get republican out and ready to vote are these cultural war items like no fucking shit the trans agenda fear of identity politics and the reactions to the very strange bastardization of positions of blm um are the things that push right-wingers to get out to vote and actions like these bolster those efforts and when you look at the return for the investment of fucking us up and giving them more culture war bait bullshit i don't know if it makes any sense 2022 will be filled with clean-cut nazis calling people to remember how the jews i mean democrats coastal elites took a little bunny from them and on the flip <laughs> side these actions do like actually very little to change the con material conditions of marginalized people like congratulations you desexualized um lola bunny now nothing happens nothing nothing changes um nobody cares about neo terminology meant to include people who don't want to be included in the term nobody cares about those six dr seuss books and nobody actually fucking wants to buy mr potato head uh gender neutral or not in 2021 these are empty gestures uh that kind of produce more harm uh than are helpful and the potato head thing again is a nothing burger just a, a massive nothing burger but none of this you should address you're getting a potato problems. body at all they used to just sell the parts and you stuck them I, on an actual potato i really <laughs> want to say and you get one you get one to three supple t potato bodies in these potato head sets just that frustration is statement is so funny to me. Anyways, um, yeah, the discourse is stupid. The discourse is stupid. When we're thinking about ways to support marginalized people, there are probably higher impact things we could focus on because all this shit was super low impact and it did nothing for people 
and also don't trust Republicans to narrate a situation accurately. Potato head is still gendered. Hasbro did nothing. And that's the episode. All right, then. In our polarizing political climate, it's become difficult to find shows willing to discuss, much less listen to, different points of view. Our job is to talk about things we hope you'll find interesting without all the shouting. To disagree without being disagreeable. To provide incisive, factual commentary that cuts through the weekly spin cycle and aims to enlighten, not enrage, our listeners. So check out Civil Politics on your favorite podcast service or go to civilpoliticsradio.com. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. So... Happy times. We're going to talk about stuff that that's happy now. And because we always like to end the show on an up note and uh, talking about stuff that is making us happy currently. Nicole, what is making you happy right now? Um, so uh, there is this game that came out the other day. It's a Japanese cult classic. It's called Genosia. G N. O-S-I-A. I don't know what platforms it's on. It's on Switch at the very least, but um, it is a game where you're kind of doing like, you know, the werewolf imposter thing um, where you have like this set of characters anywhere from, I think, four to 15. And one of them is like an a- and one to six of them are like aliens that are trying to get you and the idea of the game is that you play this werewolf stuff and it takes about 10 minutes for each round and then the game loops you back to the beginning and everything is randomized and it's basically single player among us and there's also like this overarching storyline and each character has different things that they'll do and different characters that they dislike and different um, aspects that they're good, better or worse at. There's like an RPG stat system. So for example, if my logic is super high, I can convince people that I'm right about a logical deduction. Or if my charisma is high, I can convince everybody to vote with me on somebody they might not have if I wasn't so goddamn charismatic. But it's super fun. Um, it's interesting. And also, I just think that it's really cool that like this Japanese game, which released on Vita, was able to be released like four years later on Vita, like after the Vita My was God. no longer supported by PlayStation. Like these guys are like, yeah, we just were like playing werewolf and we weren't super satisfied with it. So we decided that we were going to do this project and we we're going to release it. But then we did and people loved it. And so four years later, that shit comes to the United States on the switch. And I just think that that's super fucking cool. It's a great game. Super fun. Highly recommend it. If you don't have a Switch, buy Loop Hero. What's making you happy, Jonner? So this, the past couple weeks, uh, I have been trying to make videos. And the program I use to edit and put together our episodes, our podcast episodes, is a program called Reaper. I love Reaper. If you're interested in audio editing, audio engineering, um, music, uh producing music then look into reaper now reaper apparently has video editing in it i had no idea so i've been messing around with the video editing in reaper and it's super fun it's really confusing to to begin with but once you get into it it's it's actually pretty 
pretty cool. Um, I actually got a course, like I actually paid for a course in video editing in Reaper because I, I really wanted to learn more about it. Uh, and I've been really like, it's really fun learning something new and it's especially fun when you're motivated to learn something new. Like you don't have to learn it. You can just, but you can really dive into something that interests you. Uh, and whenever that happens, I try to really go into it and really experience it. So this is, it's been pretty fun. Um, it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty, uh, sometimes agonizing, um, <laughs> but it's been pretty, it's been pretty cool. So, uh, that has been something that I've been working on a lot and hopefully we'll see the fruits of that labor suit. That's been, that's been good. Uh, so with that, thank you so much for listening to I Shouldn't Have to Say This. Uh, if you want to know more about the show, go to saythiscast.com. If you want to email us, it's saythiscast at gmail.com. If you want to tweet at us or follow us on Twitter, guess what? It's at saythiscast. My God, it's so surprising all over the place. Uh, <laughs> and also pay us. I mean, honestly, yeah, uh, we love doing this show and we want to give you more. So go to patreon.com slash say this cast. We have a lot of cool stuff planned um, and all of it costs money um, and we're going to do stuff out of pocket. But it would be really fucking cool if y'all could pay us for uh, this content if you feel yeah. like you want to. I mean, if you don't or you can't, feel free not to. This is completely free. Um, but... We would love to do more, um, and we would have the capacity to do more if we were being compensated fairly for that. So, uh, yeah. I've been talking a lot about the website and um, possibly, and like I said, I've been learning how to make videos, hint, hint, and there's a lot of cool stuff that we're trying to build up around this because we know that you like the show, we know that you enjoy it, and we want to give you more. So if you want to be a patron, you'll actually get more because we're going to start producing little mini episodes for our uh, $10 patrons and above. And uh, so yeah, patrons patreon.com slash say this cast if you just want to hook us up with like a little little something something just one time then you can go to coffee.com slash say this cast that's ko-fi.com slash say this cast nicole where can we find you online you can find me on twitter at jack of three trades or my inactive twitch at jack of three trades as well and that's three as in the number and my twitch won't be inactive forever uh, i had a big computer blowout um the new one will be here when it fucking gets here i guess because parts are hard <laughs> especially now yeah i people just building computers what a fantastic fucking time for my computer to die um when you can't source parts easily jeez yeah and thank goodness that your mic still works that's all i'm saying that's all uh -huh. i'm saying <laughs> so you can find me on online uh my twitter is at press start lock uh you can find me on twitch press start morlock and uh there i do a political chat every friday 3 p.m so check it out twitch.tv slash press start morlock all of our music is by mustin if you go to store.mustinenterprises.com then you'll be able to purchase the music you're hearing right now or the uh 
any of the music that we played throughout the entirety of the show. We we love Mustin. We we use his music a lot. We love Mustin. We stand Mustin. We stand Mustin. Yes. We love that. Mustin's awesome, honestly. Him and uh, uh, the uh, the band The One Ups that he's a member of, we get to use their music as well. So um, really, really great stuff. Uh, our art, the logo is made by our friend Sarah Vaughn and the, uh, the little characters within the logo and all over the place are by our friend Moosh. So you can follow them. The links for them will be in the description of this episode. I shouldn't have to say this is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah, sure. Nora, shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> you think I care? This She's yelling at dog. This, this idiot. <laughs> this absolute fucking monster. That's a big stretch and a big yawn. Are we sleepy? Are we stressed? What are we doing? <laughs> We're just Wait. a dog. Fuck We're just dog. a dog. <laughs> Stupid dog. <laughs> <laughs>